Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. KQED Public Radio in San Francisco. This is Forum. I'm Rachel Myro. Tesla and its founder Elon Musk don't play by the proverbial rule book. As a result, both inspire passionate fans and passionate haters. With Tesla facing state and federal investigations over fatal autopilot malfunctions and Elon Musk making news and moving markets on TV and Twitter, we'll check in with the Bloomberg reporter on the Tesla Musk beat. Dana Hull. Plus, we'll talk to the New York Times reporter who's detailed how Apple caves to Chinese government demands, enabling censorship and surveillance of Apple's Chinese customers. That's next on Forum, right after this news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Rachel Myro. The electric car maker Tesla and its eccentric celebrity CEO seem to be in the news all the time. Even those of you who don't follow Elon Musk may have seen him on Saturday Night Live not too long ago. Look, I know I sometimes say or post strange things, but that's just how my brain works. To anyone I've offended, I just want to say I reinvented electric cars and I'm sending people to Mars in a rocket ship. Did you think I was also going to be a chill, normal dude? (laughs) But seriously, folks, Tesla is under investigation by the California Department of Motor Vehicles and the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration over a number of fatal malfunctions of its autopilot feature. And Elon Musk's penchant for talking about cryptocurrencies, moving them up and down in the markets, has some people asking whether he's driving across the double yellow line of the law there. My guest now is Dana Hull from Bloomberg. Dana, never a dull moment in Silicon Valley for you. This is true. <laughs> it's been, it's an, Tesla is an incredible company to cover, no question. Uh, is that a fair assessment of himself that we just heard uh, from Elon Musk talking on, on uh, Saturday Night Live? Yeah, I mean, I think Elon Musk has a great sense of humor. He can be self-deprecating. He certainly loves the limelight, but he is, you know, a singular CEO in that he's running not just one, but two companies and several startups on the side. And uh, his kind of drive and will is sort of unparalleled in technology companies today. And I think because of that, you see just a lot of people fascinated by him. Um, And, you know, he's considered sort of like a once in a generation, once in a lifetime kind of CEO. You know, I I suppose a lot of people who who don't follow Silicon Valley uh, might be helped by, by a common proverb about Tesla. People describe it as a 
tech company that makes cars as as opposed to a you know a car maker that uh, incorporates tech into its products yeah i think that's true i mean um you know people have said it's like driving an iphone on wheels and uh you know the thing about tesla that they really invented and pushed the envelope on was not just electric cars from the ground up but software updates so when you buy a tesla you constantly are getting updates to the car and it, the car sort of gets better over time. Or at least that's what, you know, that's what a lot of customers say. Like one day you wake up and there's a, there's a new, you, you, you now have the ability to stream, you know, new video on your console or, um, you know, something that was bothering you is, is now better. Uh, you know, so, so it's, it's unique in that not just is it electric, but they really pioneered the, the ability to update the car with software in the way that your iPhone updates over time. It, it really, the parallels with Apple are, are uh, I suppose they shouldn't be surprising, right? Because Tesla hires a lot of people from Apple. Historically, yes. I mean, there, there was a period of time where Tesla hired a lot of people from Apple. I think that's been on the wane a little bit as Apple is, is you know, pursuing its own kind of autonomous vehicle electric car project. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, the parallels are, are certainly there in terms of, you know, the being very focused on a sleek design, um, you know, the engineering, the the ability to sort of constantly update, and then really kind of drawing you into this whole Tesla ecosystem, because it's not just the car, you know, then Tesla would like you to buy a solar roof and a power wall and wear Tesla gear. And, and you, you so there's a lot of parallels in, in that regard as well. It's a kind of universe of products. Well, bring us up to speed. Oh, God, I just... <laughs> Sorry about the pun. Uh, but, but, you know, like, tell us where things are with these investigations. Who's investigating what and why? Yeah, so there's, there's sort of multiple investigations over a number of different state and federal agencies. I, I would say that the, the big thing is always autopilot. So Tesla sells a driver assistance feature, or te- Tesla has a driver assistance feature called autopilot. And I've used it several times. I don't own a Tesla myself, but when I've borrowed the car, it's great. It's like it's like an extra pair of eyes when you are driving long distances. It, it helps with the tedium of freeway driving. However, it is not anywhere near a fully autonomous car. And the challenge has been that because of the way that Tesla has marketed autopilot, you know, you have these you know viral videos of people on the freeway sitting in the back seat and not paying attention. And there have unfortunately been some recent fatal accidents where it appears that autopilot may have been a factor. So. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration has launched 28 different probes into Tesla and uh, automated driving since 2016. The most recent one involved a fatal accident here in California in Fontana. Um, Separately, the National Transportation Safety Board is looking at a fatal crash in Texas where two men died after their vehicle hit a tree. And, you know, these investigations often take several months, um, you know, we, we, so, but, it, but it is just, you know, I mean, this is evolving technology. Um, you know, I think that NHTSA is very curious about autopilot and the emergency braking system. And if there were any malfunctions there, the NTSB has been very concerned about electric vehicles and fires and how first responders are trained to respond to fires. Um, 
Separately, you have the California Department of Motor Vehicles signaling that they're also kind of taking a look at autopilot and how it's marketed. Um, and then the big question is the FTC, is the Federal Trade Commission, which, you know, it, its whole mission is to kind of help consumers, Is are they looking at how autopilot is uh, marketed? Um, the FTC has not acknowledged or confirmed whether there's an investigation there or not, but that's that's been an open question that a lot of people have had. Well, we just have a half hour here, so I'm going to invite our listeners uh, to call in. We're talking about Tesla and its founder, Elon Musk, with Dana Hull from Bloomberg's San Francisco Bureau. What do you want to know about Tesla or Elon Musk? Give us a call now at 866-733-6786. And now that you're ready with your phone and your thumbs, 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. So, so Dana, I, I guess um, I'm thinking of that proverb about the, you know, the blind men looking at the elephant. How would you just, is this a technology problem on Tesla's behalf? Uh, bad technology rolled out, uh, you know, with, without the T's crossed and the I's dotted? Is this, a, to keep mi- mixing my metaphors, is this a PR problem, a messaging problem? Uh, there are just too many, you know, yahoos out there who want to test the technology on the road and end up killing themselves and potentially killing others. Well, so I, I, th- I think a number of things. One, you know, to be fair to Tesla, there are vehicle crashes in the United States every single day. And the only crashes that seem to make headlines are the crashes involving Tesla. So then it becomes this sort of, you know, chicken and egg thing where everyone, there's a perception that Tesla cars are incredibly dangerous and that they are killing people when, you know, we don't hear about crashes involving other vehicles. That said, you know, autopilot is is technology that is relatively new. It, regulators are still trying to get a handle on how it all works. Consumers are still trying to understand how it works. You know, many loyal Tesla customers know everything about autopilot and explain it, you know, top to bottom and are very careful with it. But then you have other people that are like trying to make TikTok videos and go viral by showing that they're sitting in the back seat, which which is which is sort of a perception problem because that's not how the technology was designed. Um, and 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 you know the ultimate goal is to get to full self driving. You know Tesla had promised that they would have full self driving, and and like many others in the industry, that kind of timeline continues to be delayed and delayed and delayed. So autopilot is always is always under scrutiny. Um, you know, I think that critics would say that the name autopilot itself is problematic um, because you know that's a that's a term that's really really comes from aviation and you know aviation is very different when you're flying a plane you don't have as much interference as when you're driving a car on a crowded bay area freeway for example um but at this point you know we're still i mean we're still waiting to sort of see how all these various regulatory investigations you know where do they ultimately end up and then and then fundamentally what is the remedy here um you know tesla is going to continue selling cars and as more tesla cars are on the road we are likely to hear about more accidents. The company could do a lot to, you know, train its customers to to do more about, uh, you know, alerting drivers when they're not paying attention, that kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I also want to uh, encourage uh, a conversation about uh, Elon Musk 
sort of functioning as the company's PR. You know, he tweets a lot. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes getting in trouble with uh, with federal regulators over that. Um, my understanding was the last time he got in trouble that the, the, he was going to lay low, but it doesn't seem like he is. No. And, you know, I, I mean, I think I think, you know, so to be clear, like Tesla does not have a traditional public relations department at all. So if you have a question for the company or if you're trying to clarify something that Elon tweeted, there's really no way to, to call someone or ask someone, hey, like, what did he mean by this? Or, you know, I want to double check this. Um, I mean, you can email him directly, which I do a lot, <laughs> but you don't usually get a response. Um, and that's just very different from the way the automakers in Detroit or even technology companies in Silicon Valley operate. I mean, typically... CEOs and tech companies have, you know, dozens, if not hundreds of PR people, you know, monitoring coverage, responding to inquiries, helping to, you know, collaborate with journalists. And he, I think his feeling is like, why would I pay for a communications team when I could hire another engineer? And, you know, frankly, they don't really need a comms team at this point where they are in their life cycle because they have become so successful. I mean, everybody knows who Tesla is. Um I mean, as a journalist, I would love it if they had a comms team because I have a lot of questions about, you know, their products and their roadmap and what's happening with their with their growth. And, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I they used to have a comms team that was fantastic to work with. Um, so, I mean, I would love it if they had one. But I think from Elon's perspective, you know, his resources are better spent in other areas. He would rather hire more engineers. Um, and, you know, he certainly does not suffer from a lack of publicity, good and bad. <laughs> Good and bad. Yeah, I, I guess what I'm getting at, though, is that, you know, he has the capacity to move the markets in ways uh, that may be self-enriching or, or you know, enriching to, to Tesla and or his other companies. Yeah, I mean, I think the most the most recent example of that has been his tweets about Bitcoin um, and Dogecoin have really kind of roiled the cryptocurrency markets. Um, that's been this kind of fuzzy thing because the Securities and Exchange Commission does not really regulate uh, cryptocurrencies just yet. So some people have been really upset about him. Um, you know, no matter whatever he tweets, he can swing the market in one way or the other. Um, Tesla has a stake in the, a small stake in Bitcoin. So that's definitely been a big issue over the past couple of weeks. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit more after this break. We're talking about Tesla and its founder, Elon Musk, with Dana Hull from Bloomberg. Stay with us. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. You're listening to Forum. I'm Rachel Myro, and I'm talking with Dana Hull from Bloomberg's San Francisco Bureau about Tesla and its uh, eccentric celebrity CEO, founder, Elon Musk. We've got some calls now, so let's go to them. Uh, why don't we talk to Michael? Michael, thank you for joining us. Good morning. Yeah, uh, so, Mina, you let off the hour saying, you know, people have very polarized reactions to 
Elon Musk uh, in terms of, well, anyway, a number of things. Um, I personally am not in one extreme or the other. I'm, I'm instead really quite torn about the guy. He, on the one hand, he seems very sincere about wanting to do really important things for humanity in terms of getting us off carbon and uh, developing the possibility of humanity having a future in space because, you know, the Earth is not going to be around forever. Uh, and if a disaster happened to Earth because of an asteroid or whatever, that would just be the end of our civilization. And he's been really successful, right? I mean, Teslas are amazing cars. SpaceX has done amazing things. Um, but at the same time, you know, he's this total Yahoo on Twitter. Um, you know, he's like our former president in terms of how erratic he is. And he's been a total COVID denialist. He's refused to follow public health orders at his Tesla factories. It's just like it's very difficult to come to a, a single decision about this man because there's just so many divergent ends to him. Uh, Dana, any thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, I think that's actually true, and I think I think and I think it's fine to kind of hold both opinions, right? You can admire him for all that he has accomplished and all that he has done to kind of push both the auto industry and aerospace forward in directions that no one thought possible, you know, 20 years ago. And you can also be incredibly frustrated by his statements on COVID, by his, uh, you know, tussles with the Alameda County Department of Public Health over the plant, by his, uh, you know, anti-union stance when it comes to unionization. Um, and I think that, that those, that, 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 you know, sort of holding those there's space to sort of hold both of those things. And I think that, you know, people who work for them hold both of those th- both of those things also. Let's go to comments. Thank you, by the way, Michael, for those thoughts. Uh, Deborah asks, are Tesla's accounting practices still considered r- creative? And what impact do you think the electric Ford 150 announcement yesterday will have on demand for the Tesla truck? So f- from an accounting perspective, um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how Bitcoin is accounted for when it comes to, you know, the next quarter. I, I ha- I, I'm not an accountant, so I have a lot of questions about that. Um, you know, when it comes to the, the Ford F-150, I mean, I think what you're seeing is that, you know, th- this is sort of hard for me to even believe because I'm someone who actually cycles and takes public transit quite a bit. But trucks and SUVs sell more than sedans. And the, the big sort of fight now in the auto market in the U.S. is over trucks. Uh, you know, I think Musk tweeted last night that he was kind, kind of congratulating Ford for their vehicle. Now consumers have more options. I, I think that's great. I mean, the more options that people have when it comes to buying an electric vehicle, whether it's a car or a truck or an SUV, the better for all of us. Um, you know, I think that the Cybertruck and the Ford truck are, are hitting slightly different market segments, but neither vehicle is actually out yet. So uh, how that will all shake out remains to be seen. You know, uh, people who follow the company will know that Tesla is building factories in China and Germany, as well as uh, operating the one that it has here locally in Fremont. Uh, and and Musk has, has gone to some lengths on Twitter to complain about government bureaucracy there as well as here. But but it also must be said that that he uh, and his companies, plural, uh, seem to do a pretty good job, uh, you know, in the tussle for government contracts on things like satellites, for instance. Yeah, and I think one other point, I mean, Tesla is also building a massive factory in Austin, Texas, which is where the Cybertruck will be built. So, you know, he has operations now in California, in Nevada, in Texas, in Buffalo, New York, 
outside of Shanghai and in Berlin. So, I mean, this is a company that is rapidly expanding globally and is, you know, basically building building factories on three continents simultaneously. So no small feat there. They have a lot on their plate. Um, but yeah, I mean, SpaceX is a major contractor of the U.S. government. They have contracts with NASA to fly astronauts to the International Space Station. They have contracts with the Air Force to launch uh, you know, satellites, and uh, they, you know, they have gotten f uh, funding from or incentives from the Federal Communications Commission to help, you know, bring bring broadband to rural communities. So they are very savvy about applying for government contracts, for sure. I think we've got time for at least one more call. Why don't we go to Jan in South San Francisco? Yeah, I just wanted to ask, uh, is uh, Elon Musk, is he a... Um I guess what he's trying to do is he's just trying to inflate uh, his uh, stock price because I ask this, he's, what he's promoting just doesn't make any sense or is not uh, reasonable. For the base, biggest example of that is uh, the autonomous uh, vehicle technology. It's just he basically makes this sky and, uh, you know, pie in the sky promise, almost like uh, having like flying cars. And uh, we've the evidence has shown that uh, we, the, the technology is just not there for that, and I don't think it ever will be. And, uh, you know, the final point I want to make is that, you know, Elon Musk has a track record of just, I would say, kind of being less than honest. The latest example of that was uh, that uh, truck that came out. His basic thing is he makes these wild promises, and they're just not even close to reality. So I'm just curious what uh, you all think of that. Um, Jan, you know, I, Dana, hold on one second, because, uh, Jan, I, I think that the, there's a sort of related uh, comment from Kyler um, that, that, you know, plays into what you've just been talking about. As an engineer in Silicon Valley, I used to really admire Musk, but since his COVID tweets last year, I now see him as a gaslighter. He'll say things that are easily proven false. And I think he knows it, even if you go way back to when the guy at The New York Times wrote a critical piece about the Model S range years ago and look at the data Musk provided to, quote, unquote, prove him wrong. It actually re uh, I'm not quite sure the reporters. Um, it it uh, seemed to confirm what the reporter was was claiming. It seems Musk has always been like this and people are just realizing it. Any thoughts, Dana? <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I have these conversations often. Um, I would say that, you know, that a lot of times, so what Musk does best is he sort of puts a stake in the ground and he says, we are going to do this. And then he drives his engineering teams on the hardware and the software side to accomplish that. They never get there in the timeline that he sets out ever. But fundamentally, usually they do. So classic example, you know, he said, we're going to make reusable rockets that are going to be that are going to land on a drone ship. No one thought that that was possible. And the first times they tried, the, you know, the, the, the rocket would land on the drone ship and burst into flames or miss the drone ship and land in the ocean. And you watch them fail over and over and over again until eventually they did kind of do it. And now they do it on a regular basis. And it's not a big deal. Um, on the autonomy side, I mean, you know, Musk promised that 2020 was going to be the year of the robo-taxi, and he raised billions of dollars from Wall Street on that promise. You know, are we seeing robo-taxis? No. Is 
full self driving right around the corner. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, depending on who you talk to, it's either never going to happen or it's going to happen very soon. Um, so that, but that's like been his whole shtick forever. Like he always makes these sort of outlandish claims and then drives to get there. Sometimes he succeeds, sometimes he fails. Um, you know, I think that that's why it's such a fascinating company and why it is so polarizing because, you know, is he going to make it with autonomy? I, I mean, I really don't know. I mean, a lot of people will say, absolutely not. There's no way that Tesla can be full self-driving without LiDAR. Other people say, no, you're misunderstanding. They've got all this data. They've got all these real world miles. They've got this neural net. It's getting better every day. So it's, it's, it's the open question part that's, that's really fascinating to me. Well, I mean, we, we've been describing somebody who's who's actually quite common in the Silicon Valley mold, sort of moving fast and breaking things and encouraging other people to do the same. Uh, and I, I guess my question for you going forward is, is uh, do you think we're going to see more of the same? Do you think do you think regulators in the various spaces where he's working uh, are, are going to crack down on him? Or, or um, is he sort of free to keep, you know, rushing towards the horizon and, and dragging others with him? You know, I think that it, I think the challenge for the Biden administration is that the Biden administration has very clear climate goals and they need electric vehicles and a big person like Musk to help them get there. They want electric vehicles. On the other hand, you know, you have these safety concerns about autopilot, which are just going to continue as more Tesla cars are on the road. You know, now that we have a new administration in Washington, I think that there is a hope among some that the regulators will actually take safety more seriously and and do more. But, um, you know, but the genie is kind of out of the bottle. I mean, I don't know how you claw back autopilot at this point. I mean, you know, you know, so many consumers use it on a daily basis and really and really love it. Um, and, you know, in terms of the Securities and Exchange Commission, I mean, you know, they, they went after Musk for the whole go private fiasco in 2018. You know, the penalty was that he had to pay $20 million and, and step down as chairman of Tesla's board for three years. That three-year window is almost up. I mean, he could be the, the chair of the board again come this fall. So, um, but, you know, we have a new SEC chairman also. So I think everyone's kind of waiting to see if these agencies, you know, are, are sort of more highly staffed and more robust going forward. Dana Hall, what a pleasure talking with you about Tesla and its uh, eccentric CEO, Elon Musk. Uh, I want to encourage everyone to uh, keep the conversation going online, uh, but we'll, we'll just have to come back because I'm sure there'll be more to report. Thank you again for joining us from Bloomberg's San Francisco Bureau. My pleasure. That was uh, uh, Dana Hull, Dana Hull with uh, Bloomberg's San Francisco Bureau talking about Elon Musk and Tesla. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com.
We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.